My mom is saying that they, they were very friendly towards them and that they took care of them, that they were given the medicine. When she first arrived, they told them that they are Muslims and they're not going to hurt them um, and that uh, they shared, they ate the same food that their, uh, um, the, um, the Hamas was eating. That voice is the daughter, but certainly... The thoughts of, really, the first hostage that we are hearing from, rescued or released by Hamas. And I think a lot of people would be very surprised, given how ruthless, how barbaric Hamas is, why anyone kidnapped by them would, you know, say they were treated well by their captor. But that is what 85-year-old Yoshev Lifshitz is said. She's this tiny, tiny little frail woman who turned even to her captor and shook his hand saying, Shalom, which is a way of saying, it's a parting, meaning peace, I will await your call. And that may puzzle people, but keep in mind, neither husband of the two hostages released on Monday have been seen, their condition unknown, and so being nice may be one way to protect others. But you have to think that there would be a reason. But let's ask, let us bring in Amubin Sheikh, He's a former extremist turned counterterrorism operative and terrorism expert who you would have learned about during the Toronto 18. Uh, Mubin, it's been a, a long time, so good to have you back. Well, thank you for having me. I think a lot of people surprised at how someone could be nice to their captor, but I think there's a lot of things that go into that relationship, so to speak, during the captivity. But on the outside looking in, what was your first takeaway? Yeah, uh, you know, first of all, let us, uh, understand what we are looking at. We are looking at propaganda from the Hamas organization. I mean, I'm not surprised that this, you know, very nice Jewish lady said shalom to them. Um, that's what I expect, you know, from a nice Jewish lady. Uh, but uh, Hamas is definitely trying to portray itself as magnanimous. Uh, keep in mind, they, they took elderly people hostage to begin with, 80-year-olds, mm-hmm. uh, nine-month-old child, other children still in diapers. So uh, see this for what it is, a propaganda attempt. Yeah, and I think that's missing in a lot of this, where, you know, all of a sudden we've got protests out there that you're seeing where Hamas has been turned and kind of rebranded as resistors, um, you know, Hamas is very, very good at the propaganda war. In fact, I think they've got, in many ways, Israel outplayed. I mean, look at that hospital situation, how that was played. The media just ran with it and believed it. But but it is a huge part of how they, they tend to keep hearts and minds. Yeah, I mean, 100%. This whole, first of all, it's despicable to portray what they did as resistance uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the saying, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Mm. Well, freedom fighters don't kidnap babies and elderly people and burn people alive. Um, so that's one thing. Um, but in terms of how they keep the hearts and minds, so to speak, keep, uh, keep you know, understand that Hamas has basically taken the entire population of Gaza as hostages, right, as human shields. Um, they conduct their operations from civilian areas to invite retaliation, uh, which ends up killing civilians because they hide among women and children. Um, They hide their hostages amongst women and children so that when an attack happens, oh, look, you killed all these civilians. 
Now, on the other hand, I mean, Israel is not without blemish, of course. I mean, uh, some of its overhanded actions have, have resulted in this grievance factor. And that grievance factor is what made people, I think, it was just shocking to me that if Hamas commits an attack on day one and day two, thousands of people go out cheering, well, doesn't that tell you that they're supporting Hamas? I mean, nobody, I don't recall hearing anybody condemning Hamas. If they were smart and they actually wanted people to have sympathy for their cause, you should start off by saying, condemning Hamas and saying, listen, we don't believe in taking children hostages and this sort of stuff. But, you know, Israel's been doing all this bad stuff. It would have been very simple to do that. But it's it's shocking to me that, um, you know, BBC and CBC were debating whether or not to use the term terrorist for Hamas? I mean, is that where we are 20-plus years after 9-11? We don't even know how and where to use the word anymore? Mm, yeah, well, and, yes, we are, so, <laughs> sadly. Yeah, and so just even with the, and just the final point you mentioned about the hospital, uh, the, the missile falling, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad missile falling onto the hospital, right? And so this has taught, this has taught media organizations as well, you know, that you, you have to verify in, in this, especially in this day and age where AI and other disinformation practices by, you know, state armies is all, you know, it's, it's just contributing to the very confusing situation overall. Yeah. And look, I, I mean, there's no justification of doing anything of what they've done. Having said that, uh, you know, they've got babies, they've got a lot of kids that are hostages. And so they're going to, I guess the modus would be that they'll keep doing this. They'll keep releasing um, those who are either Canadian, American, uh, or have other nationalities. And they'll link, leak them out in bits and pieces. But there's a real value for them to hold hostages. And so where do you see this going? Just dribs and drabs, release the kids? Because I know Qatar is playing a, a major role here. But how do you see this playing out, given, you know, Israel has not quite yet started their ground, um, you know, fight but what what do you see Hamas doing right now? Stalling uh, stalling Israel out? Yeah, this is a, it's a very very of course dangerous time. I mean, it's it's you know pretty much determined that Israel is going to go in to conduct um, some kind of you know ground assault. They're going to have to. They have no choice. They need to show face, and not just to the international community, but even to the domestic um, Israeli population that. Uh, that they seem to be doing something. The hostages will, I do believe that uh, especially Western hostages will be released, you know, um, you know, uh, slowly. Uh, if And especially because, you know, probably Hamas and them realize that, you know, there are some very dangerous special operations forces that are ready to go in and do their job. And so they're going to try to push that back. But I think the vast majority of the Israeli hostages uh, will be used to uh, to swap out prisoners that the Israelis have. Um, they they know this to be a tactic because the Israelis value their people so much, uh, even their remains. Mm -hmm. uh, they will release, you know, living prisoners for the remains of uh, Jewish soldiers. Now they have Hamas has not just, you know, privates and corporals, but they have officers yeah. uh, as hostages. So... That's going to be worth a lot in that uh, prisoner swap. Not to mention the babies. With those images of Hamas holding them and playing with them is so revolting. And just, it's, it's hard to watch, really, but we must. 
um, because they're they're still alive. Where do you see this going, uh, Mubin? I mean, I don't see anything good. I mean, we are at such a, a moment in time, and certainly we can't look away. I think people say, well, let them do what they do over there, but it's impacting us here, obviously. <laughs> you know, we're a, a democratic ally. We've got a lot to, to lose if this thing gets out of control and Iran jumps in, and it looks like Hezbollah is already doing that. But how do you see this um, you know, playing out, and how do you see people how they should see this? given what you've seen on the streets of Toronto and all over this country with the protests? Yeah, it is uh, It is very, very bad. Very, very bad situation. Uh, militarily, the humanitarian situation, the potential for it to uh, drive wedges between communities here in, in Canada. Uh, it's very bad. You know, at the outset, um, you know, the Israel's invasion of Gaza um, and the images that are going to come out from there, the, you know, continuing escalation, aggravation by others, uh, further radicalization. I think you will see uh, an uptick in, in uh, terrorist activities uh, in the West, um, in the West, for sure, in Europe, more so than, than in North America. Um, as well, internationally, my God, it just really does risk complete explosion. Uh, you know, if Iran has already said it's going to... I mean, Iran is deeply involved, of course. They fund Hamas. They fund uh, Hezbollah as well. You know, one is a Sunni group, the other is a Shia group. But they've even managed to unite even these the, the two major Islamic sects yeah. uh, against Israel. Hezbollah has uh, more advanced rockets and drones. Uh, the Iranians are supplying kamikaze drones to the Russians to use in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And we know for a fact that Iran, uh, Iran has been sending supplies and parts and training and advisors, uh, not just to Lebanon, but also to Syria. So over the past week, there have been uh, a few strikes in Syria, in Lebanon. Uh, Hezbollah the spokesperson saying that we are already deeply in the heart of the Hamas war. Um, So whether they've kind of tipped their hand a bit to say that they are involved and just kind of waiting on the sidelines. The biggest fear that Israel has right now is that northern border. I'm going to lose my time with you, Mubin. I just wanted to quickly ask you, given, you know, for two weeks, we really haven't had anybody politically at any level come out. We've had very big protests. I don't see them going going away. Um, What do we need here at this time, given this is not going to be a short short time, and it's going to be a very, I think, um, polarizing. But w- what do we need to see locally uh, and certainly at our, 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 our political levels? Well, look, you're not going to, you know, people are entrenched in their positions. Uh, people are generally not willing to or able to try to compromise, look at the middle, the middle ground. I think the only thing left at this stage, and I hope I'm not being, you know, pessimistic, but is really... Uh, to let people know that, uh, you know, we have laws in this country. I mean, you can protest and wave whatever you want to do, whatever you want. But as soon as you start threatening people, assaulting people, damaging property, you know, hurting people, uh, then you know what? You're going to get charged. It's as simple as that. You know, you can, we're not going to change the people's conflicts around the world. This is just the, This is just the way human nature is. But we sure as heck can tell people that, listen, don't. You know, don't bring that stuff here, okay? Don't bring that stuff here. What a time. Uh, Mubin, very much appreciate it. Uh, Nice to chat with you again. Sorry, it's the circumstances they are. You bet. Thank you. Mubin Sheikha joining us uh, here.